Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Hello and welcome to Engage for Success Radio and show, would you believe it, number 435 in our weekly series. Engage for Success is a not-for-profit movement and the UK's leading voice on the top of employee engagement. We're raising awareness and running events through our area networks around the country, and our topic and sector-specific thought and action groups are developing research, publishing case studies, and shining a light on great practice. Don't forget you can visit engageforsuccess.org to learn more and sign up for our weekly newsletter so you never miss out on any of our great free resources, events, and updates. And today I'm your host, Andy Gorham. I'm the founder of BizJuicer, which is a consultancy that helps companies connect their purpose and proposition to their people, and hopefully creating a stickier, more successful business from the inside out as a result. Now then, business continues its journey towards a new world of work. The number of us permanently working at home instead of an office after the last two years is steadily decreasing. Now, whether you're back in an office full-time or part-time, you're a hybrid worker, fully remote, or back in front of customers in a service industry, the transition continues. We're also dealing with the differing well-being effects of the last two years, too. And this is influencing how easy or hard making yet another work transition is for people. Now, we've talked long about the well-being effects of working uh, away from home and away from colleagues. What are the effects of coming back together? Well, some may long for that thing. For others, it could be a challenge. And what are the implications of that? Well, today I'm speaking with Leila Zafar, the office manager for Living Well UK, who operate in the social enterprise and charity sector in Birmingham and Solihull, who's very mindful of the impacts people are feeling as they venture back to the office. She's here today to talk to us about how and what they are doing to encourage people back from working at home to working together in an office environment. And she's going to share some of her motivations, insights, and hopes on the topic. Welcome to the show, Layla. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Lovely to have you with us today, Layla. Thank mm. you very much. This is a topic many people have been dealing with for quite a while, and others are just about getting around to it. So it's going to be great to get your practical perspective on all these things. But before we dig into all of that, can you just tell us a little bit more about Living Well UK, what it does, and the topics it deals with, and, and in particular your role within the company? Yeah, of course. So uh, we Living Well UK forms um, one half of Living Well Group. Um, so Living Well UK is the charitable arm of, of Living Well Group, and then there's Living Well Consortium, um, which is the, the trading arm of what we do. Um, at Living Well, we kind of in a nutshell deliver uh, free mental health services and wellbeing activities to people in Birmingham and Solihull. So it's a range of different uh, services and activities that we deliver. There are uh, mental health services that, you know, a lot of people might be familiar with the, with the names of um, lots of talking therapies, things like um, counselling, um, CBT, anger management or trauma-based counselling, for example. Um, and then the charitable side of what we do um, is delivering sort of softer wellbeing activities um, 
things like sports for well-being, arts and crafts for well-being, um, uh, working out in a community events, delivering, uh, you know, like yoga, for example, um, or walking for well-being, and then also uh, like listening, befriending services as well. Um, so it's sort of a full circle of um, structured uh, talking therapy, uh, as well as sort of softer uh, community-based well-being work. Uh, and what I do at Living Well is I um, support and manage um, several elements of like, the, the operational side of the business. Uh, so that includes uh, HR, office management, um, and then also things a little bit less colourful like governance and, and policy and bits and pieces like that. Hey, there's nothing uncolourful about a bit of governance. <laughs> Oh my word! All I right. Mean, <laughs> we love a bit I of believe you. Come on, I'll we take need it every it. now and then. Well, we do. We do. We need it. We need it. Now, so, I mean, you're covering mental health, physical health, mm-hmm. the whole thing, really, the, the, all mm-hmm. that tune of of well-being. Um, so, yeah. it'd be really interesting to get your take on this because it, it's obviously a key focus for what you do, let alone mm. um, uh, the focus on your people too. So, yeah, coming back to work now. There's many companies that attack this in, in many different ways. Is this something mm. you're expecting everybody to do, Layla, or are you taking a sort of different approach to that? How's that process all worked in encouraging people yeah. to come back? Yeah, so in response to if we're expecting people to come back to work in the office, no, absolutely not. Um, I think along with the rest of the world, and you and probably your listeners have heard this so many times, but we all realised pretty quickly last well two years ago that actually the world keeps turning when everybody's working from home you know tech wise uh we're in an age where whole organizations can run from home and things can happen so um yeah we, we know that everybody can work at home um and we know that people have really really benefited from it um so we're yeah, absolutely not saying to anybody that they, they have to come back. Instead, uh, what we want to roll out is more of a hybrid model um, that sort of means that people can work from home as much as they want and work from the office as much as they want. And it might be neither of either side or it might be half and half or whatever works for the person. Um, and, yeah, it's, 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 and that's based on sort of direct feedback um, from from staff as well what's important for this approach is that we're not just saying okay do either or whatever works best for you we're actively uh wanting to create more of a desirable office environment to encourage people um to to come in for a couple of days if they'd like to um and just make it so that there isn't a, such a disparity between a home office and the non-home office um so you know the benefits that people get from working at home hopefully we can we can try and offer at our premises as well and just listening to what you've you've said there and we will pick up on the environment piece later because obviously that's a major focus Mm. for what you're currently working on this decision you've come to with everybody or not expecting everybody to come back with Mm. what challenges have you seen over the last year i mean has it been all easy and, and rosy have you had some challenges that you've had to deal with that's kind of led you to this more hybrid approach yeah there have been um yeah there have been a couple of challenges obviously there are really good sides to it that we've noticed a lot and that's in 
the forefront of our minds throughout this whole process. But there have been sort of small, and I think I've noticed this at work, in my own life, uh, with, you know, friends and loved ones. It's because we've got so used to things getting constantly cancelled, <laughs> all the time getting cancelled, um, <laughs> and every single thing. I mean, it kind of still happens a wee bit now that I'm like, I just don't believe or really fully acknowledge that this is going to happen until it's actually happening because everything just kept getting cancelled. Everything was so nerve-wracking for a while. It's like, oh, you know, this is happening, but I'm seeing my nan next week or I'm going on holiday in six days. So I think a knock-on effect of that has led to uh, less of a desire to be be around other people at work and less of a desire to socialise. And I do think it's a direct knock-on effect um, from that sort of complete uncertainty that we had for so long surrounding being with other people, social gatherings, social events and things like that. Um, also, I think it's because we've become so, um, you know, so comfortable in our own surroundings and in our own home. Um, you know, it's safe there. It's comfortable there. We know it there. Um, and it's just, uh, it just means, yeah, I, I think that, it's a desirable uh, home is so desirable to be at home that it's quite easy to think nah nah I'm just gonna stay home because I don't know I haven't washed my hair or uh, (laughs) the time the time of it is just really difficult for now I'm I'm just gonna stay at home um so I think the empowerment to uh what's important for me at the moment is sort of empowering people to want to socialize again and and want to feel the benefits of being being with one another again I think that's a really interesting take, particularly about piece around certainty. You know, our, our, mm. when it comes to mental health, particularly, you know, our brains don't function brilliantly when there's a lack of certainty because mm. they oh. they are sort of wired in their prehistoric ways to take risk out of the situation. Right? They're, they're, yeah. It's trying to protect you the whole time. So yeah. I think you're a really interesting take there about you can't rely on who's going to be there or meeting's going to actually going to happen. I'm going to make it mm. in or things going to change, you know, well, actually it's really difficult home, to deal with. Yeah, yeah. It's entirely difficult to deal with. And I think thinking about people's wellbeing over the last two years, it's, it's been challenging, right? In lots of different mm. ways. Mm. Um, mm. But even practicing uh, yeah. socializing or, or being with other people, you've had it all on your own terms for nearly two yeah. years in, in some mm. respect, right? So coming back into an office environment where I guess there are some sort of rules to adhere mm-hmm. to, adhere to. it's going to feel strange, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Whereas when you're at home, it's all your own rules. Um, yeah, and it has, that sort of uncertainty has had a, a, a real impact on well-being and things. I mean, even I, I've, I find it really hard to make decisions now. I, I've really like tried myself. I'm making I'm being you know quite good at and quick at making decisions. I find it really hard to make decisions now because for so for two years now I've just we've had to go back and forward on decisions and things like that, and that sort of really it really can affect can affect you. And yeah, there was a time in December where something got cancelled, and I was like, ah, oh, no. Um, and then I was just like so down about it. I was like, right, I'm taking myself on a little day trip to London tomorrow because this is just, I, I can't deal with anything else being cancelled. So it is, it's, it's really difficult. It does have an effect on people's well-being. I completely understand why actually the safer, less riskier version is just to be like, no, okay, I'm going to do this on I'm going to do everything on my own terms and know where things are safe and where I know what happens next and, and things like that. And that's usually home. 
<laughs> well, we're even seeing it now with those poor souls at, at ports across the country or airports mm. desperately trying to get away and uh, and get a bit of mental respite and what have you. Uh, and yeah. it's just chaos. It's going to make you think twice, right? It's going to make you know. you know re- reconsider these things going forward again, just when you think Ugh. there's a, a chink of light coming. But let, let, let's not concentrate on the doom and gloom. Let's, exactly. let's think about the, um, the cool stuff that you're doing over at, mm. at Living Well. And particularly, um, my understanding is that you're particularly focusing on that, and this must fall into one of your many tasks later, you're particularly <laughs> focusing on the environment. You, you mentioned earlier about trying to create mm. a, a different kind of office environment uh, as part of that encouraging people to come back strategy. So do you want to talk to us through specifically what it is you've been thinking about and what you're actually yeah. doing and, and how that's all going? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, well, we're basically, we're having a bit of a, uh, what's the word? A bit of a zhuzh, a bit of a spruce. So I love a zhuzh. We oh, we're having a zhuzh. Um, I was listening to a radio show the other week and they're talking about how you spell that word and I don't actually think they came to a conclusion, so who knows how you spell the word zhuzh. I don't think you're supposed to spell it. I don't think you're exactly. supposed to spell it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not a word to be written, it's a word it, to be If you write it spoken. down, you're not really zhuzhing, I don't think. No, it's true, exactly. You can't focus on a zhuzh if you're writing. So we're having a zhuzh. Um, so we have a, a space, uh, a a premises and it's a really lovely space it's sharp it's airy it's warm and cozy and uh, it's, it's a good space but we're just have, giving a little bit more focus to it at the moment to try and make it even lovelier um, and just something a little bit more desirable for staff to want to to want to come to um, and it, it's just little things such as like fresh decor fresh look of paint a bit of better uh, outdoor lighting so that, you know, in the summer, when it, in the winter, even when it starts getting dark at like four o'clock, you know, there's really good lighting outside when we leave. Um, soft social areas are being introduced and informal meeting spaces. So there's more sort of comfortable places to sit, comfortable places to eat, drink, be, chat, take a phone call, whatever, you, whatever. Um, and then also down to sort of really, really smaller things, teeny tiny things that actually will make quite a nice little difference. Things like uh, plants, like real plants for air quality and also just well-being because they're nice to be around. Um, We've had some sort of artwork to do with what, uh, relating to what we do here at Commissioned and we're going to have this framed and up so people can, you know, see the sort of beautiful, colourful depictions of what they work hard to do. Um, a, a coffee machine. I mean, come on, who who doesn't want a coffee machine? Uh, things like, you know, nice little well-being sort of a sanitary cosmetic basket. You know, people want to have like, go to the gym before or go for dinner after work. Then kind of think, oh, I, you know, I can just get ready at work. Or I can just have a little spruce up at work and things like that. So it's more of a, like a homely feel um, to try and bridge that that gap between yeah, the home office and and the premises. So that's what we're doing at the moment, having a little shush. <laughs> so how involved have the employees been in the whole judge strategy? I mean, have have employees kind of raised these as issues before? Uh, and have they been or had any involvement in the scheme that you've put together? Or has this just been <laughs> sort of the management team? Or how, how's that how's that worked? Yeah, I'm giggling because I'm thinking, I'm thinking of one of our, my colleagues, uh, her name's Harvey Indus, she does our marketing, um, and she was like, Leila, come on, man, you've just got to, you've got to change the toilets, you've got to get a coffee machine, and then I'll think about it. 
that was, like, that was her again, demands, was it? Right. That was her demand. Coffee machine and like different toilets. <laughs> and I was like, okay, babe, your wish is my command. If the world um, was that simple to solve, we'd be in a much better place, wouldn't we? <laughs> I know, I know. Coffee does do a lot of the work, to be fair. Um, but yeah, so we've had a sort of overtime over the last, um, over the last few months when when it started to feel actually real that the world is opening up a wee, a wee bit again yeah we've had sort of direct feedback from people that um just sort of having more of a person focused space rather than just chairs and tables and walls focused space would be beneficial to people um and also would mean also beneficial to them and their well-being but also to the business you know you know they, they feel comfortable like inviting inviting partners and, and funders and um, and also our service users as well into the office so yeah we, we've had like uh, yeah we've had direct uh, feedback that that would be that making the office a little bit more soft and and lovely uh would be good but a lot of it has come also from management um and our executive team in particular sort of really acknowledging that it's it's really important for people in the third sector to have a nice place to come to work um and you know giving me the 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 drive and the the budget to be able to do this so it's sort of come in equal parts from employee feedback, but also from a very, uh, uh, an executive team that are very conscious of all of these things and want to do the best by the employees. And do you see that as a particular challenge for, I mean, you call it the third sector? Um, mm. Is this not a normal thing? Um, or in your experience, is it, is it something that is a, a different mm-hmm. challenge for a third sector business versus corporate? Does it come down to funding? I mean, it's, what, yeah. what, what are the issues? Yeah, I think it does come down to, yeah, cold, hard cash. I think, uh, you know, and I've worked in really corporate places before. Um, they were great. They were lovely. The type that take, take you on holiday every year with the whole company and things like that. I think there's a lot of sort of corporate places that, you know, they can afford these swanky city centre offices um, that have, you know, the lovely shower rooms and the breakout spaces and all of this. In the third sector, in the charitable sector, you know, yeah, we we don't have the funding for that. Uh, similarly, in sort of corporate, uh, like private companies and things, they can afford bigger salaries. Uh, you know, charitable organisations and third sector organisations, social enterprises and things. You know, we aren't able to to do the big salaries, but what we are able to do is what we can here. So what we're doing here at Living Well with the office, and also like flexibility. So you know you can work for big corporate places but they're a little bit usually a bit we bit more rigid when it comes to like being flexible with hours and venues and things so I think we're there are challenges um funding wise being in the third sector but I think we're able to um counter it slightly with with flexibility and do you think that this focus on the environment do you think that might end up being a bit of a recruitment factor for you going forwards? Do you think it would give you some sort of advantage when you're trying to recruit talent into the business after the last two years? Do you think it's more important in third sector now? Yeah, I mean, I think across the board, I think um, having this sort of flexible working uh, model, I think 100% will benefit us with with recruitment and and expanding our, our, our workforce. Because um, I think everyone now has almost sort of taken... A wee bit more 
uh, you know, they've realised that they can take responsibility and accountability for this sort of this area of their lives, and they can say, okay, well, I need to work these hours, or I need to work these days at home because of you know A, B, and C reason. Um, and people are people are taking more um, taking more responsibility for that, and 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 utilising it, and and saying you know when they start a job, they need to work at home these days or whatever. And that's great that we can, we're already going to be set up for that. We can be like, okay, cool, brilliant. Well, we can, yeah, we can accommodate that. Absolutely fine. So rather than saying, oh, no, not you, because you can't work in, you know, and then we just lose somebody. So yeah, absolutely. I think this, this flexible model that we're going to implement is 100% going to benefit us when it comes to people. And what about the other benefits, I guess, um, mm. particularly from a well-being perspective? What are you looking mm. for? What are you expecting that your guys will get as a result of coming back to this judged up environment that you've put together? Yeah. Well, I think, um, I think what's really important is this, is rebuilding a community um, that was, you know, here before, but also we've expanded quite a bit in the pandemic we've we've taken on quite a lot more a lot more people um and there's a few different i mean you know i've already explained what we do and part and parcel of that is that there's so many different departments and so many different mm. teams and everyone just so different now i because i deal with things that basically straddle every department like hr for example you know every human who works here i get to i know pretty much sort of what most teams do and that's sort of what they're up to and things like that and I get to you know I'm lucky enough that I get to talk to most people a day um whereas there's some teams who who don't at all there's some teams that they you know they never ever really get to speak to um so I think and, and we've had feedback that actually that sort of that bridging that gap between teams and also between like you know uh, senior management and, and junior staff is is really important to people and as far as I'm concerned communication is key so being able to communicate with everybody you work with um, because you're in this physical space together I think will will do really good for people's well-being um, and also things like just getting to know your your work colleagues better so having a flexible space that people can sort of come into and having a nice little area they can come out and have a little cup of tea with people or, or share their lunch you know you see someone having their lunch that you don't usually talk to that much and you're like oh well I'll just have mine at the same time and then have a little chat with them whatever you know, the chit chat that sort of comes from that is something not to be um, underestimated um, getting to you know well, we all have zoom meetings and team meetings maybe we'll be like okay how's your weekend about the first 30 seconds and then after that it's just you know, if you talk about work and then you end the meeting and that's it, you're only talking to people you work with about work. Whereas actually it's really good for, for people to um, know what their colleagues are passionate about, what their hobbies are, how they like their tea. Uh, you know, it, it really helps build a collaborative, friendly uh, culture for people to work in. So, yeah, absolutely. Having a space that people feel comfortable in and happy in and that is a really like, nice place to be rather than the place they just have to come to. Um, I think we'll have a, a really amazing, amazing effect on our culture. I'm sure it will. But I mean, thinking about some of the things that you, um, you, you help clients with, mm. and I'm perhaps not thinking quite so much of the yoga here, but I, mm. I guess the mental uh, health 
issues that you end up dealing with. I guess on the employee side, there's some pretty hard stuff to deal with, right? That you, yeah. that I suspect you end up doing on a daily basis. So having that kind of close, immediate support network around you um, mm-hmm. is, is equally important, right, in your line of work. Yeah, exactly. And also just a break away from it for a moment. So, yeah. you know, yeah. if, if a, lot of, a lot of our amazing staff, they'll speak to several people a day um, who might be struggling in, in one way or another with their mental health. Um, and, you know, have, for them to know, yes, they've got the support network of people around them to chat to, also just to like have a proper lunch break and and you know and sit in a comfortable space and and have a have a break away from it um with other colleagues and yeah it's a really really i mean you know everybody across the whole organization works extremely hard um but you know our our front-facing people who are supporting people with their mental health all day, every day. It's an extremely difficult job. Um, and again, that's another reason why, you know, we want them to to have somewhere really, really nice to come to work um, and also be able to, you know, on, on occasion, be able to leave it at work in the office. I think having the, the job that our sort of client-facing people do it's quite. It's a really difficult job to do at home. It's a really difficult um, context to have in your living room, in your spare room, and actually um, being able to to sort of leave that in in the office a couple of days a week or, or however often they'd like to. I think it would be really, really beneficial. Yeah, I think that whole separating work from life, finding mm. time to escape. Um, yeah, from, yeah. from work is something people have really struggled with when they've been working mm-hmm. at home over the last couple of years, right? I mean, and yeah. anything that you do that, that can assist that can only be a good thing about right-sizing this thing. There's huge mm. positives about hybrid mm. working, people working from home, and there's huge positives about coming together. Um, yeah, it is about finding a balance, but I do think that there is definitely something in this separation or being able to mm. actively separate. Um, oh, especially, yeah. we can think about this as the first world problem of Middle England. Yes, well, I could only do my work in Zoom in the pantry. Um, well, <laughs> great, but there are a lot of people working from home sitting in one-bedroom studios. Um, yeah, exactly. you know, That is not separating work life at all. Um, mm. and so it's, mm. it's easy to kind of COVID-wash these things to the, the highest common denominator and everybody's fine if we've got loads of rooms. It's not, not about that at all. <laughs> no, and I think I'll it's almost... I think it's almost a basic right, isn't it, to show the focus you're trying to give on environment is to show your people that they matter and, and yeah. that you value them and you care for them, right? So yeah. uh, I think that's yeah. a great thing. And, and what's been the response so far? I mean, has it gone live? Are people waiting? Is it, are they excited? What, what's going on? Yeah, so no, not gone live yet. I think we've probably got about two weeks left. But I mean, I'm literally sitting in the in the office right now, surrounded by boxes of things and things on their side because we've been doing so much over the last couple of weeks. But yeah, man, people are excited. We'll do a cute little maybe like brunch opening day or something, um, so people can can see their new space. But yeah, people are, are really looking forward to it. And above all, the feedback from people has been a lot of appreciation for like not saying you have to come back to the office. I mean, this was months ago when when people you know when whatever it's plan B, C, D, whatever, where, you know, it was announced that people could start coming back to the office. I mean, immediately mm-hmm. it was pretty much, it was addressed fairly soon. And no, we will not, obviously not be forcing anybody to do anything and not forcing you to come back in. And that was well appreciated. So, yeah. 
And do you see there being a long-term goal on this focus environment when people come back that it may have a positive knock-on effect to your clients um, based on how mm. your own people end up feeling? Oh, 100%. And I mean, a, a, knock on, a, a positive impact on our clients and a positive impact on the region. So, yeah, I think yeah. a happy, you know, happy workforce, happy output. And, and, you know, whether it's client-facing people or not, everybody here plays a role in what we do. And, you know, if everybody is feeling well, uh, you know, like a work-life balance uh, and, and, and feeling sort of happy in what they do, this will completely directly affect service users and the mental health of the region as a whole. And I mean, you know, like that's world changing stuff. So that's, that's, you know, that's all, that's all we could want. (laughs) And if you were to give any of the listeners just one piece of advice on this whole topic of getting people to come back to work uh, and Mm. the positive effect on people's wellbeing, what would that one piece of advice be, Lena? I think, I think it would be anybody, any organization would be, foolish to ignore the last two years and to ignore all the benefits that we've seen um, from home working but I think what's important is to hear that and to listen to staff and to hear what they've benefited from by home working things like you know more daylight less commuting more time with the family and and try to weave that into the fabric of the business so, you know, if it's the daylight thing or, or the commuting thing, have office hours that avoid rush hour, short office hours and things like that. I think it's important to, yeah, to focus on the benefits of working from home and, and extract those and bring them out into the office side of things uh, based on like on real, real feedback and, and make the office a little bit more of a homely, homely vibe. Well, that's great. Yeah. And the employee voice is so important. And as always, mm. the great advice. Thank you very much, Leila. And that's no about all we're going to have time for today. So don't forget to visit engagetosuccess.org to check out the show notes and all our fab free engagement resources where you can download or stream any of the great shows from our archive at your leisure. Thanks very much, Leila, for sharing your thoughts and insights and giving us your perspective on the world of work today. No problem. We'll Thanks be for back- having me. Brilliant. We'll be back again at the same time next week. I'm Andy Gorham, and thanks for listening to the Engage for Success radio show. Engage for Success radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.